Welcome to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian, where all we do is games. Welcome everybody to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian. I am Sean, and with me as always is Ian. Hey guys, how's it going? And today we are going to talk all about horror movies, horror games, some of our favorite horror experiences. We figured this is the last episode before Halloween. So we need to make it spooky. And so we decided this is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Now, I'm not a huge horror aficionado. I'm versed in it, but I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm an expert. Um, how about you? What's your what's uh, your skill level on horror? I guess it's lacking in the department of playing games. I I enjoy watching them. I, I definitely watch my fair amount of YouTube uh, Markiplier and well, not so much Jacksepticeye anymore, but several other streamers out there that uh, or YouTubers that do a bunch of that content. So I I delve into it. I really enjoy watching it, but uh, I'm a bit of a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that. Um, so let me start by asking you. Yeah. What are some of your favorite horror games? Oh, well, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before I, I played PT when mm-hmm. that was hot and um, <laughs> I, I, well, I tried it because I was like, you know, I want to I want to I want to try it. I want to get in the to, to games, the thrillers and scary games and stuff. And so I was like, well, I'll try PT. It's not supposed to be that long, kind of a demo. Yep. I got into it. And I think for any of you that haven't played PT, uh First off, it stands for Playable Teaser. It was Hideo, Hideo Kojima and uh, Gomaro do Toro doing a, a Silent Hill game. So the whole idea was yeah. you were in this hallway and uh, you'd walk through this L-shaped hallway and you'd go through the door at the end and then you'd come back through the door and you'd do the hallway again and things would change every day. It was an alter, it was a unlimited like loop of the same L-shaped yeah. hallway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely really unsettling. Like the first time you go through that door and you're back in the same hallway, you're like, whoa. And I know other games have done it, but like right. they really nailed it. Yeah. And so it kind of just, it starts off right on the, uh, a strong foot of like, whoa, creepy. I got through the door once. I went through it again because the first time it's just like nothing's really going on. Yeah. I go through the second time and I get about halfway down the hallway and you get to like this foyer that, leads to that final door and then there's also a front door that you never end up going through but i get in this little clearing or whatever and i just hear a just a slam right behind me yeah and, and i just the bathroom hit the place. door yeah it was the bathroom yeah. door i find out later but I, I hit the playstation button so fast <laughs> I, I was i was Listen, that's all it took for you was just a yeah. one one loud bang <laughs> and you were done and i was done yeah oh, that's no. uh, that's pretty much my most recent uh, let's get into scary games thing. I, I played. Well, like, how recent was that? Because that game that game recent. came out like six, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, so. that's about that recent. Okay, <laughs> I know when I played that, like I I enjoyed it, but oh, yeah, I didn't quite understand what I was supposed to do. It was very cryptic. It didn't um, have a lot so of instruction. I, I did look up a little instruction online. Sorry guys, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, I guess you're supposed to like look at certain things and yeah, then like, like everything is kind of getting kind of changed. But I, w- I don't think I was ever able to beat it because I didn't have a microphone for my PlayStation. Um, oh, at one sure. point you're supposed to like 
make noise into a microphone. It doesn't tell you that. Right. But you're supposed to make supposed noise to into the microphone to advance. Yeah. So I just ended up watching the ending online and um, come to find out the whole time you're Norman Reedus. And, yep. um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the start of Silent Hill. But yeah, that was that was a really like for how little content that game like actually is. Right. It set a pretty cool uh, atmosphere. You know, then you get like that crying baby fetus in the bathroom and then, right. you know, that that weird like 50s radio announcer sounding guy. And, yep. you know, you get all these things and. You know, when the girl, I think her name is Lisa, like she yeah. kind of attaches to you. You can hear her like breathing and creaking in your ears. Yeah, like I, I remember hearing or reading something it was several months after it came out. Apparently it's like the, the after you get the flashlight or something, there's something that you pick up or you do. And Lisa, well, the flashlight you get when you start the game, it's right on the floor. Oh, okay. Then that's, but, then that's when it happens, apparently. Um, yeah, something. It, it's Lisa attaches to your character model. Mm-hmm. She's actually hovering behind you. The rest, yeah. Of the you game. never see her though until right, right, right. Unless right. she jump scares you. Yep. There's a bunch of people that hacked it for again for those that don't know that were able to zoom the camera out. You can see the model is actually like attached to the player, and it yep. just she turns every time you turn. It's real creepy. Super. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I don't know. I don't understand what the um, the triggers are for her. But I remember one time when you walk through the door, um, you know how you walk ahead, and then there's the desk with the alarm clock. Yep. On the right. And then on the left side, there's the desk with like the phone and the pictures. And then straight ahead, there's a window. Yep. Um, at one point, she was outside the window looking at me. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. And I don't know if it was supposed to happen, but she was literally just like three sitting there papers. like tweaking out in the window, staring at me. Yeah. And I was like, I've, yeah, I, I, I watched I a like bunch. That. And I, I never saw that in any of the playthroughs I saw. Either. Yeah. It was, was really weird because I don't know if she was supposed unique, to be out there. Yeah. It was just it was just cool. It was well programmed. A lot of people had unique experiences with it. Yeah. And, and it sucks it never got made, but Well, yeah, yeah you know, but I guess we got <laughs> Death Stranding out of the out of the deal. Sure, it's true. So, so got Norman Reedus doing things. <laughs> we got the walking but, simulator. Well, that, so you I know you've got more recent experience than I do with this type of stuff. Video games? Play, well <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> with with uh horror games. Well you just didn't you just get through RE seven? Uh, like three years ago. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, okay. I thought it was more uh, recent than that. No, no. I, I played that like three years ago. It was a really good game. Um, that's one of the ones where, you know, and, I, and I've said it before, I'm not a first person camera right. game player, but I was able to get through this one and it was really good. Um, really well made, you know, but obviously it's Resident Evil. The story is pretty nonsensical, but in terms of the suspense and, you know, the, the the feeling of dread that it gives you when you're being chased through the halls or you know going through doors that you don't know what's on the other side you know it, it did a right. great job um yeah. i think the resident evil series is definitely up there um for me and i think it's a product of its time because when resident evil 1 came out i was i want to say i was in like the 8th grade sure and and um you know, PlayStation was brand new. I think Resident Evil was nearly a launch title. If it wasn't a launch title, it, it was pretty close. It was really early in the life it's, cycle. I know they had the long been, box. Yeah, it's um, always been along with 
Sony and like it's every yeah. step that Sony's made basically. But up until that point, there really wasn't a horror game as good as Resident Evil. Uh, right. Obviously, Resident Evil One. I mean, it hasn't aged well. I mean, the tank controls, fixed camera doesn't doesn't <laughs> play well into over. modern gaming. But at the time, the tank controls and that fixed camera angle really screwed with you because oh, yeah. you couldn't see what was around some of these corners. You know, your character could, but yeah, your your camera was stuck at the end of the hallway. You you didn't know what was right. So if you walked ahead. You know, the camera would change. All of a sudden, there's two zombies right on you or or a liquor or something like that that's just ready right. to, to pounce. And yeah, so you know, the Resident Evil 1, I think, is probably my scariest game. Not not necessarily now. Right, but, but it's by comparison, back in <clears throat> But by comparison of how desensitized I was at the time that I played these games, Resident Evil 1... <laughs> It's probably the scariest. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm very desensitized to like horror and scary stuff these days. So right. games these days don't really do much for me. So I don't really play a lot of horror games to begin with. Um, I think, you know, it, not necessarily just horror games, but, you know, suspense games, thriller, like that kind of right. the, the stuff that really just kind of gets your heart racing. Um, you know, like Last of Us 1 is definitely up there for us um, yep. or for me of, and sneaking around a lot of creepy. And that's the thing too. Is like I watch these people play and they're, they got no problem just walking right through, you know, but me on the other hand, I can't do that. Like I have <laughs> to like sneak up and I got to kill everything and then I'll walk away and then I'll like right. proceed. Like I, I am not the kind of person that can just sneak my way around an entire warehouse and get out of there because I'm going to kick a bottle on the ground by a mistake, or, you know, I'm going to <laughs> do something stupid and alert a clicker. And then all of a sudden they're all going to be on me. And right. so, you know, just going through all those like warehouses with the spores and you get the flashlight. So your vision is low and, you know, you, you get the thing where you can kind of see the outline of the character. Um, you know, the, I don't know what they call it, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what they call it either. But. Yeah. Some kind of like, it's kind of like Eagle vision, but for last of us, but, right. um, but yeah, I mean, you've got that, but again, it doesn't really, it just basically says, Hey, there's someone over here, but it's kind of hard to tell how far they are. And um, yeah. So I think last of us is probably the most recent horror game okay. that I played. Unless you, unless you count like, some of the more indie games that just deal with like, you know, sad stuff like depression and anxiety. Right. But I don't, I don't know if I would consider those like thrillers. That's, you know, that's like, treating life like a horror movie. That's a, that's a different type of horror. That's a, that's a horror for another day. <laughs> yeah. It hits a little, hits a little too close. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, so yeah, games like you know, shady part of me or, yeah. um, inside limbo, like that kind of stuff. You right. know, I've played through those, but, um, Obviously, it's a different feel and it's a different atmosphere than, you know, the Resident Evil series or The Last of Us. Right. So, I would um, say, like, I haven't played it myself, kind of hearkening back to me watching just a, a mess of YouTube. Yes, I need a life. I know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. We, we won't talk too much about what it's become. 
but I think I just have to give kind of a shout out to Five Nights at Freddy's being this indie game that just yep. crushed the horror game scene. Just I still action. don't understand what that game is supposed to be. I've tried playing it and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, Security Garden, the Chuck E. Cheese. That's the best way I can describe it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I've gathered, but like I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. Like you watch cameras and they sneak up on you, but I don't know what are you supposed to do to like win? So, oh, sure. Yeah, there's all sorts of different weird mechanics and stuff, but it's they just, come out with a bunch of those, haven't they? Like three or like, four. And then oh, like a there's bunch like of spinoffs, too. There's like eight of them now. Eight? There's eight yeah, of them? I think there's actually wow. there's books and stuff now, too. There's a mess of books. Books. Yeah, there's like nine, eight or nine books now, too. Are they like choose your own adventure books? No, they're actual like legitimate lore based books. It's weird. It's crazy. There's a lot of a lot of lore behind it. From my understanding, it went well beyond Scott Cawthon's original idea, and that's why it's kind of become a mess in its most recent years. Okay. But I mean, as a product, it's stronger than ever because no merchandise. Joke. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. As a game, uh, shout out to the original FNAF for just being one of the best, I think, indie, just pure horror games to come out yep. in a minute. Um, there's a bunch of others, but again, I I haven't played too many of them, man. I'm such a... Now, what do you think <laughs> of the games that are like just story-based, like strictly like, you know, choose your own adventure style, like um, Until Dawn, Man of Madon, uh, sure. games like that. I mean... Yeah, they're scary stories, but you don't have as much control as you do in some other games. Yeah, it's definitely very theatrical based. uh, And I think that's why they get the cast that they do, because the cast can kind of just act. They're not necessarily having to be in a game, if that makes some sense. And Until Dawn, Until Dawn was fantastic. It was. It was really good. Um, Especially for being the first of its kind, kind of in that you know, triple A, choose your own adventure, like yep. a studio really going all out on it. Uh, I don't know if you played Man of Medan or watched anything. I got about it. halfway through. It's the, the acting and everything was just so bad. Well, I don't think they had any um, like legitimate actors in that one. Cause the, the first one had like Brent Dalton that had Hay- right. Hayden Panettiere that had, um, uh, Rami Malik, yeah, like it had legitimate actors in it. I don't recall anybody in the second one being a household name of any sort, right? So, I, I don't know if they got less of a budget on Man of Madon and they couldn't hire like you would you think know, they celebrity talent. A, you would think they would have gotten a larger budget after Until Dawn. I guess I'm not certain, but I think the Man of Madan, Man of Madon. Man of me, Dan, whatever. <laughs> me, Dan. Um, no, me, Ian. Anyways. Meta N. <laughs> uh, I think it had a better premise. It was definitely more suspenseful. Um, it had some better spooks, I think, in some cases. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some of the writing and some of the directing was just a little weird. Yeah. But I'll definitely overall, say Until good. Dawn was very campy. Um, yeah. Oh, and right. I think that's it, what it made it so charming, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what other games are on your list of like horror games that you've enjoyed? <laughs> Have you played um, anything like the uh, the Friday the 13th game or like Left 4 Dead or back, you know, anything along those lines? So I need to play 
back for blood. That's back for, for blood. sure. I played left. That's for basically dead. left for dead fours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the same team of people from my understanding or the majority of them. Uh, a couple buddies have played it. They said it's really, really fantastic. I'm sure a bunch of our listeners have played it too and would say the same thing. Uh, I've heard it's a fantastic nostalgia trip and it's something worth definitely playing. Um, Cause again, I played a bunch of left for dead as a kid and yeah, man, those, those games were for being a multiplayer, like a four player co-op experience. I will never forget the sound of a witch and the music that plays and how frightened you get as a team of four kids. Like, Oh no, there's a witch in that building. <laughs> so good, good memories with that game for sure. Right. Well, what's the other one that's very popular. That's um, that multiplayer, you know, there's Friday get, the Thirteenth and Dead it, by Daylight. Uh, Dead by Daylight. That's the yeah, one I'm yeah. thinking of too. That's another one that I've never played, but I see a lot of my buddies playing that one too. Yeah, big um, PvP world over there. Something I don't. Again, I, don't I tried the Friday the Thirteenth game, and I I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I, I just like I, I'm Jason. I'm just like I don't know how to kill anybody. Yeah, and it's like be free, fellow campers, and right, they're they're just gone. So <laughs> yeah, um. So in some of the games that you have played, what what stands out as some of the scariest moments that you've experienced in a video mm. game? Interesting. That's a good question. Well, I pointed out my PT one, the one that basically made me stop playing yep. horror games. Um, I guess I haven't, just because I haven't played too many games, but actually, just thinking back, I was, uh, I mentioned on our last episode I've been playing Far Cry 6. And I think the last game I would have expected anything horror related to come out of was Far Cry 6. And there was actually a moment. um, Your. Oh, gosh, what the hell were we doing? I think we were hunting down something, but it's uh, so it takes place in a on a fictional island, but it's very um, uh, Spanish slash Hispanic. You know, you're playing as uh, guerrilla soldiers or what they refer to as guerrilla. So it's very, it's very, you know, rooted in a lot of Hispanic nature. So there's like the, the demons in Hispanic culture and Spanish culture that uh, they talked about in the game. And there's one point where you're trying to like track something down and you're going into this cave and it's uh, there's like a manifested demon basically down there. And it's got like for a Ubisoft game, that's not, rooted in any sort of horror it definitely sent a chill or two down my spine me and my buddy were like you know since when did far cry 6 become a freaking horror game (laughs) but it no it was great good good on them uh so that's probably one of my most recent ones but yeah have you ever played the original resident evil then i played three i played nemesis when i was never played one no okay the i think Okay, we, we talked about the clickers in The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about the guy that pursues you in Resident Evil 7. Right. Um, but I think my first scare from a video game was from Resident Evil 1. And I'd be willing to bet that for anybody whose first horror game was Resident Evil 1, it is this exact scene that made you jump. And it's the scene where you're walking down the hallway and you're walking away from the camera towards a door and everything's quiet. And then out of nowhere, two dogs 
burst through the window and just start chasing you. And it's a loud crash through the window. I and think it that's a scene they use a jumps, lot. Jump like scares it, the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've definitely seen it. I've seen it in replay videos. I've seen it used in different <laughs> types of media. Like, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And I've never yeah. even played this game. And here's the thing. It's like the way the camera is, the windows are pretty big on like the right side of the screen. So when they jump through the window, it's not like you're seeing them jump through the window in the distance. It's just a big burst of glass right in front of you and a loud crash. And it scares the hell out of you when it happens. I think that is probably the first time I've ever jumped (laughs) at a video game. Um, It's definitely not the last, but I think that's probably my fondest horror game scare. Um, Okay. You know, we were, we were talking before the, before the recording with that, you know, games like Outlast and that kind of stuff. And, you know, like Outlast, I played it. I didn't know what I was doing. I hid in a locker the whole time and then just (laughs) shut the game off. Like I was just like in a locker. This guy was kept walking by me and I was like, I I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm just going to hide here. But here's the thing. I I saw this. I don't know if it was on Twitter. It might've been Reddit, you know, which horror universe would you rather live in? And it had little nightmares, amnesia, Silent Hill and Outlast. And I mean that, that that's like the easiest question ever, right? Outlast. You just right. don't go don't go in the psych ward. I mean that that's <laughs> right. It's a normal world. And right. you're it's a regular life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the only reason that game is scary is because you went in the psych ward, like you know, to to film some stuff. Right. I, and I, I just had to kind of laugh because like I mean, just don't go in the building. And <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everything's hunky dory, and everything is hunky dory. Yeah, just leave the damn building alone and uh, go back to work. Right. <laughs> Ask for a different assignment. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually had one. Um, I had one just come to mind while we were sitting here talking. I remember being at a sleepover again while I was younger, and it was sleepover. I think it was, yeah, it was sleepover. I know, right? Remember like, you were like twenty three, weren't you? Yeah, it might have been last year. We won't talk about it. Uh, During the pandemic, did you guys wear masks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were wearing pajama masks. Uh, lingerie masks. They were lace and, you know, frilly. And... Women's underwear over your head? Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we were playing uh, Half-Life. Okay. And the like game the original isn't... ones or like? Yeah, Half-Life? yeah, like the original. Okay. Like I was, ooh, this was probably almost 20 years ago. Um, and I remember sitting down on my friend's computer and he was like, play through this, play through this. And I'm like, I don't really care for Half-Life. And he's like, no, but you just got to play it. You got to try it. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. Because he had just gotten a new computer and he's like, you got to check it out. So I sat down, I started playing it. And the game isn't like, I mean, the game is kind of, supposed to have some scares to it because there's like some zombies and head crabs and whatever but i just remember i'm walking around in this like courtyard area and i've got the grab gun or whatever and i grabbed a saw blade because i was like well i'll just use a saw blade and i'll shoot it at these zombies and no problem no harm no foul and it wasn't a scary part but this head crab just leaped from like my right side across my camera (laughs) <laughs> in my view and it's like it just became head crap for like a split second and i just leaped out of that chair 
<laughs> I just, I freaking screamed and my friends died laughing. Right. It was, it was a good time and a horrifying memory for me as a kid. So talking about, you know, your friends kind of playing that on you. I, I do remember going back to Resident Evil 1. When it first came out, I too stayed at my friend's house. And he got the PlayStation 1. He got Resident Evil. We were going to stay up, stay up late. We we're going to lights off, volume up. We're going we're gonna to play this game. It's so scary. And, yep. you know, we're, we're big boys. We're going to, we're going to be, we'll be just fine, you know? And so he's playing it. And I can tell he's really into the game. He's not talking. He's not blinking. He's just locked into the screen. (laughs) Nothing has happened for a long time. So I can tell that suspense is just welling up in his chest. Like he's just, he's waiting. He's waiting for something to happen. And being the asshole that I am, (laughs) just decided to go, I just like scream right behind him. (laughs) Got him. He damn near shit himself. (laughs) And he got so pissed off at me. He shut the game off and he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the night. Uh, (laughs) Oh, sleepover. It was, it was one of my funniest memories because like, I don't think I've ever scared someone as good as I scared him. He was just so locked in. I think he uh, maybe like might have forgot I was there. Like he yeah, was that yeah. locked in. He may he he just forgot that he had someone in the house with him. Right. And it, it just scared the hell out Absolute of him. Absolute money. I love it. <laughs> it was just the perfect timing. You know, like it was so quiet. Nothing was happening. And I had to give my friend a heart attack. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta. You have to. How could you not? It's a requirement. You're not friends right. if you don't try to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, right. So. It only comes from love. <laughs> and a uh, personal desire to see others suffer. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what about movie? Are you are you a horror movie guy? I mean, you're not much into horror games. Are you a horror movie guy? I wouldn't say I seek them. Um, but if they come across and they look interesting to me, uh, I will definitely watch them. And it, okay. I, I can trace back to where it started. That I can definitely do. Um, and it started with Paranormal Activity. Okay. I didn't really care for scary movies too much. Um, actually, probably the scariest movie I ever saw as a kid, which actually turns out to be really funny because now it's one of my most favorite as an adult. Um, and I think it's because of this was I had nightmares for like two weeks straight after watching Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks? Yeah, yeah. It's a parody what? movie. It's a yeah. par- it's a satire, and I had nightmares. <laughs> but my parents took me to see it whenever it came out, and I was like five or six. Wow. Um, and the year. Yeah. My dad is kind of like you, where he would really prefer to see me suffer uh, because it's funny. <laughs> I don't do that to my kids, though. I no, do that to well, but to your, my to your friend. Yeah, yeah. To your friend. <laughs> oh, well, I was friends then also my dad's kid i guess yeah but um so i didn't i didn't really watch scary movies or anything because i was like oh mars attacks oh my god traumatizing and then um just showing up my apartment years ago when paranormal activity was first in theaters and my buddy was like i want to go see it i'm like i really don't want to go see it that's supposed to be like the scariest movie of all time since like you know whatever the exorcist came out forty thousand years ago and he eventually talked me into it. So we went. We went and saw this movie, Paranormal Activity. 
And if you guys haven't seen it, uh, real quick synopsis. It's just a found footage film about ghost uh, or paranormal activities, demon stuff in a house. Yep. And it's just a bunch of no-name actors. And there's <clears throat> or not even a bunch. There's literally only two of them. It's a couple in the house. Mm-hmm. And they do everything off of just like camcorders. And it's really well shot. It was shot with like a $12,000 budget. And um, shot in the director's house, by the way, if you didn't know. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I loved it. I ended up falling in love with that movie right then and there that evening and went and saw it two more additional times because we called a friend over. We're like, we got to tell you about this movie we just went and saw. So they came <laughs> over. We started telling them about it. We're like, well, why don't we just go see him? We were like, yeah, sure. Let's yeah, go. Why not? So, yeah. So we went inside again. We came back with that friend and they wanted to tell another friend. They were like, whoa, that sounds so, so dope. Let's go see it. And we're like, well, all right. So we went inside a third time. Uh, but since then I will, again, I'll probably watch any scary movie. Like I saw the quiet place and all that. Uh, but I the just first don't one or the, or the both. Have you seen both? The, the first one. Okay. Um, but, uh, and then what was it? Was it, was it bird box? Was Sandra Bullock? Yeah. I yeah. Think I saw, yep. I bird think box. I, I think I saw that, that, or I've seen so many memes. So that she has to have the blindfold on or something. Yeah. Because I can't look at the monsters. Right. Because apparently looking at the ground is not an option. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have seen that <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember if I've seen too many memes that I thought I saw it. But... Um, I mean, there's probably enough memes out there you could piece it together. Right. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, I enjoy a scary movie. Not too many I can really place off the top of my head that I've seen of uh, as of recent. But sure. I don't know. What, what, what about you? Where, is you, where do um, you stand on movies? I think my origin story with horror movies is the original it okay that's that's a minute that is a minute i'm trying to remember let's see here um let's see when did that movie come out it came out in 1990 really i I would have guessed like late 80s i would have guessed 80s as well so the first it came out in 1990 so i'm gonna say that i was probably eight or nine and my mom let me watch it okay now if you've ever seen the original it movie there's a part where pennywise the clown turns into a giant spider and chases these kids through like a cave of some sort that has stuck with me through my adulthood like i still remember that and i haven't watched it since that time as an eight-year-old <laughs> i still remember that spider like in the movie right and um i remember like the kid was like i don't know was he diabetic or asthma or something and the kid just made him eat a banana or something like that but you know it's just i was eight or nine years old and right. they let me watch it <laughs> you know so a couple years ago when the it remake came out i was like uh, do I really want to watch this and relive that? You so know? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Is that scene in there? He, I, he does turn into a spider, I believe. Okay. Um, I, I, I may have just mentally blocked it out, but <laughs> you know, watching the remake, I realized how little that movie really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's most horror movies, you know, they, right. they really don't make sense. They're, fantasy they're not based in reality um, right 
But I mean, as a movie, it was all right. It was good. Um, I think that the guy who played Pennywise, uh, his name's escaping me. Um, is it David Attenborough? No. Who the hell played Pennywise in the new one? Um, oh, let's see here. I don't remember. When did that come out? Uh, 2017? 2019? 2019, really? Really, really quick while you're looking that up. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, there it is. Some, something real quick about Paranormal Activity I remember seeing yeah. in theaters and what made it seem so crazy was there was no credits in that movie. When the movie was over, it just gave the synopsis of what happened to the family, and then the movie, the screen went black. Like oh, you yeah. could have sat there the whole time, and there would have never been a credit <laughs> until the movie restarted. Yep. Um, yeah. So he did an excellent job. I, I think it was Bill Skarsgård. No, that sounds right. That's yeah. Right. Um, he did an excellent job as Pennywise. Yeah. Um, you know, but I felt the movie dragged on a little bit. Sure. Um. But overall, it was all right. It was good. Um, the other ones I've seen recently are Quiet Place 1 and 2. Mainly how because... Two? Huh? Yeah, that's how, that's Quiet Place 2. How, how was 2? Two? 2 essentially follows the mother and the kids. Got it. Kind of after the events of the first one. Got it. And um, it wasn't as good as the first one. You know, because at that point... There's been a lot of lore established. Um, They equalitis. They have um, tactics, I guess they can use to like move around and protect themselves a little bit. Uh, You know, like at at some point they're like locked inside this safe. That way they can talk in there and they and the monsters can't hear them like that kind of. It's more. It's more of like a battle than it is a survival, like the first movie. Yeah, there's a lot more blood and a lot more interaction with the monsters in the second one than the first one. I think in the first one, anytime you saw the monsters, it was just literally killing something. It was just the monster would wipe someone out and then they'd be gone. And this one here, they're a lot more in your face. There's a lot more combat with them. Um, So, you know, depending on what side of the spectrum you fall, whether you like the suspense side or if you like the, horror action side of it. You know, you'll you'll like one or two better. Um, They were good movies, but like I said, I liked the first one better just because there was a lot more mystery around the monsters. Uh, You didn't know what they were. We didn't know how to fight them. We didn't know what they were there for. None of that kind of stuff. Um, So I, I, I thought of the two, the first one was better, but being someone who doesn't watch, a lot of horror movies. And really the only reason I watch them is because my daughter loves scary movies. She likes scary games, you know, and she wants to watch them. So I'll watch them with her. Um, So that's really the only reason why I've seen any of these movies is because, you know, I just want to spend time with her and, and uh, watch a movie before those movies. I'd be willing to bet that paranormal activity was probably the last movie I had seen that was a horror <laughs> movie. Um, and before that, the one who started the trend of found footage was Blair Witch. Yep. Yep. And Ooh, that's a, that's like, um, 
millennium movie. Yeah. Like 2000. Yeah. <laughs> it, and um, I remember seeing Blair Witch and I remember the, the scream. And then I know you did what you, I know what you did last summer yeah. franchises. Um, so when I was younger, yeah. Paranormal activity, Blair Witch, scream. I know what you did last summer. I was all over that stuff. Right now. Horror just doesn't do anything for me. If I want to see something scary, I'll just watch the news. And you know, I, I don't need to. I don't need to really seek out movies and games to be scared right. anymore. And um, we're living the, the horror every day now. Yeah, yeah. That's basically. It. I mean, no video yeah. game is going to compare to what we're what right. we're doing. Well, these I think days. part of it too is like you bring up these great classic movies, like these. I don't. I wouldn't even call them cult classics, like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and, so, and yep. Blair Witch. Like those three movies alone were like Y2K. iconic of the early yeah. 2000s, late 90s. Right. Like the Y2K era, they made up movies. It didn't matter like what it was, if it was scary or not. Like they were huge. They were a huge part of cinema. And I think part of it, you brought up campy. And I think it's yep. because those movies are kind of campy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they bred a lot of parodies, obviously, with. Um, um, Oh, shoot. Scary movie. Yeah, with scary movie and, <laughs> and all the stuff that they did. Not another and, teen movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's because they were, were campy and charismatic and mm-hmm. and fun, but horror at the same time. Now it's like right. Saw and... Um, the Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring and... and yeah. uh, um, shoot. Uh, what is it? The Human Centipede. It's like... Shock value <laughs> for shock values and nothing else. Right. There's no, there's no smarts behind the scares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah and then the whole scream killers and stuff. I just uh, talking about like real stuff, real life. I just yeah. um, watched a YouTube video the other day talking about the legitimate guy that spawned uh, the original scream killers and like, Ooh, that stuff's, you want to talk about horror, that stuff's crazy. Right. Speaking of Scream, the other day I saw a trailer. They are remaking the original Scream movie. Oh. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, I have no idea. The trailer basically follows like the opening scene of Scream, you know, Mm -hmm. the one with Drew Barrymore making a Jiffy Pop and all that stuff. But, you know, with a more modern twist where the killer you know, is unlocking her doors through the like smart devices and all this stuff. And, you know, so it's a little bit more modern, but you know, the same premise as the original. Right. And, um, Nev Campbell does make an appearance in the movie. Okay. Um, she's still playing Sydney Prescott and, but somebody else is being hunted by the ghost face killer. And so Sydney Prescott is kind of the, uh, I've been through this before kind of, (laughs) kind of character. And, you know, um, what's your, what's her name? Um, the one who played Gail Weathers, uh, Courtney Cox, she's in it. Yep. David Arquette's back. Um, I don't know about Matthew Lillard. I don't know about the other ones, but I know for sure those three are in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like a terrible remake. It just looks like more of an unnecessary one. Yeah, um, that, it sounds like it's. It might be. I'll, I'll reserve judgment, but yeah, it does sound like it's probably maybe a little. So I, I've got to say this because I found out about it the same time I saw the Scream trailer remake. Did you know that they're remaking Home Alone? 
Oh, no. And it's a British kid. Oh, well, okay. I mean, it's I, called, I, I don't want to say, oh, no, but. The name of the movie is called Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, Christ. And it looks <laughs> god awful. It might be the scariest movie of the year. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that bad. Like, yeah. I can't even stand the little kid that's in it. And oh, no. They literally lifted a bunch of lines from the original movie to make it just for nostalgia's sake, but oh. it's just a poor delivery. You know, like, this is my house. I have to defend it. It's like, and this other, this little British kid is trying to say it, but it just sounds stupid compared right. to, like, you know, 1990s Kevin McAllister right. version. Most, like, back when that movie came out, going off topic, now we're going on a Christmas, I feel like Costco. <laughs> um, it, it, it had a special charm because well, back in the nineties, when you made a movie and stuff, it didn't have to be a hundred percent coherent. And mm. you know, the contingency of the movie didn't have to make sense all the way from start to finish. Now you can't really make too much media anymore. That's got like this lazadaisical story or like stuff just thrown in for nostalgia's sake. I think the people as a whole have gone beyond that. Like they want, stories and and things that make a lot of sense that are coherent from start to finish that there's not a bunch of plot holes in and stuff like that you can get away with that in the 90s not so much anymore i feel yeah the problem though is that you know the one-off movies are fine you know you get a lot of them where like one movie has you know wraps it up with a nice bow great film but then oh we made money on this movie yeah let's pop out three more and they're all garbage. It's like, you know, this movie would have been a classic if you hadn't bastardized it with three more. Yep. And Paranormal it activity so much. Paranormal it, activity. Yeah. It's what, good like example. seven or eight of them. There's a disgusting amount of them now. Had they kept and, just the first one, it would have been only like a one and a half good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the so, first half of the second one. Yeah. That's basically it. Um, Can I say how trippy it was for me to be watching Paranormal Activity? I think it was the third one, and they show the location of um, uh, where it's taking place. Yeah. And they, like, zoom into this house, like, in the hills or whatever, and it goes, Moore Park, California. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, which nobody should at this point until this moment in time, that's where I grew up. And it's a really (laughs) small town. So it was really weird for me to be watching this Paranormal Activity movie and all of a sudden just this this town out of nowhere in california they're like hey it's filmed here it's not but they just called it that but it wasn't actually the town no well no like they were trying to portray it as actually more park it just wasn't actually filmed in more park oh okay but yeah it was just it was just weird it was just very weird huh so you know to kind of finish the episode off i want to kind of have you share some spooky stories of your own. Now these don't have to be related to video games. They don't have to be related to movies. Yeah. Yeah. Just some personal spooky stories or unexplained phenomena that you have experienced. I'm kind of curious. Okay. Because mine are lame as hell. So you gotta, you gotta drive this home. if you something good. I've got, I've got one uh, that still to this day definitely makes me uneasy. So when I was uh, when I was younger, I was uh, I was suffering from some depression and and uh, suffered mostly from insomnia. So I spent many a day 
awake. And for any listener uh, out there who is suffering from it, I'm, I'm sorry that you are. Uh, I hope it goes away. <laughs> it sucks. But uh, for any of you that have experienced sleepless nights, you may know what I'm kind of talking about. I remember sitting in my bedroom window. I had this uh, white pull-out couch underneath my bedroom window because uh, sometimes my stepbrother would stay and he would sleep on uh, that pull-out couch. So it was this white couch, and I'm just sitting there on one of the arms about 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm just looking out my window. And to paint the picture, I, I lived on an L-shaped road, uh, like a capital L. One road was, was about... Uh, 300 feet long. The other one was about 600 feet long. And I'm looking down the road. I had a really good shot about all 600 feet down this road. I could see all the way down to the next bend that turned around uh, by the end of the, the road there. And I'm looking down and all the way down at the end of this road, I just see this black dog kind of come in from my neighbor's house um, underneath a streetlight. And he's just up on the curb. There's curbs on left and right of this road. And then this black asphalt, just a residential road. So there's no lines or anything. And, oh, I just remember seeing this dog, black dog, jet black. And it's just kind of standing there. And then it starts to walk into the road. And it gets to like the edge of the, the street light where it's still kind of illuminated, but not too much. And I just remember its head turning, looking right at me, right through the window, right into my eyes with these just glowing, just demon red eyes. And all I could do was sit there and look at it. I couldn't look away. I couldn't pull the blinds down. I couldn't get off the couch. You just froze. I just, just kept looking at it. And then it walked away. And that was the last time I ever saw that dog. <laughs> <laughs> it just peered into your soul and then yep, just disappeared. Like it knew I was looking at it. Yeah. Now, obviously, as I've gotten older, I've realized it's a sleep deprivation that made a hallucination more than likely. But boy, if it don't chill me to this day. <laughs> and, that's, and that's funny to say that because, I mean, it's it doesn't take a lot for something to spook people. Right. You know, it, you know, sometimes maybe just, it just feels a little off, you know, something just doesn't feel right or something's very unexpected, you know, it doesn't need to be, you know, crazy. Right. Or I didn't need the red just, eyes. I didn't need the red eyes. It could have just looked at me, <laughs> but the red right. eyes were there. So my spooky stories and I, I kind of wanted to keep it in the vein of, um, you know, uh, Halloween-y kind of feel kind of stuff. Because yeah. obviously there's been scary stuff. You know, you and I talked about uh, Omaha before. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a scary story. I would call that more of like a holy shit story. Right. Um, you know, for anybody who, I, I think I've mentioned it a few times, but I was, I think it was this past summer. Um, uh, I, I so. was, yeah. Uh, I was at the mall with my family in Omaha and um, we were at Suncoast Music and just all of a sudden we heard a couple loud bangs and I thought, oh, well, I mean, it's a big open area right outside here. Maybe somebody dropped some stuff, you know, you know, when you drop something flat on the ground, it makes that really loud oh, yeah. you know, noise. I thought that's what it was. And then we heard more noise and realized that there was a shooter in the mall. 
Um, we scrambled. We made it to a a safe room behind a jewelry store. Um, you know, steel doors, locks, all that stuff. So we were right. safe. Um, thankfully, we were safe. Um, come to find out later, if you're standing looking out of Suncoast Music, you know, there's a, I guess, kind of an atrium, but there's like some tables. And to the right, there's an escalator that goes downstairs and there's a JCPenney. Um, right at the bottom of that escalator is where the shooting happened. Like Jeez. it was literally right under us. And apparently he came upstairs um, after the shooting, which we had already gotten away. So, right. you know, that, that was pretty scary, but it, mo- moving on. Um, so <laughs> with, with the spooky story stuff, I remember when I was a kid, there was, I was walking with my friend and this is the same friend that I scared the shit out of with resident evil. Oh, good, so, good. good. Uh, yeah. We're still friends so yeah, we were still friends. This might've been before, but <laughs> you know, we were walking down the street and there's a cemetery. We just, you know, it's the middle of the night. It's black coat. We decided, hey, let's walk through the cemetery. That'd be fun. And uh, <laughs> so we're walking through the cemetery. Nothing's going on. And then all of a sudden towards the back of the cemetery, this orange light appears. It's not a street light. It's not any kind of a light bulb. It's not a reflection on something, but it's kind of jingling, like bouncing around a little bit, almost like something was walking. Sure. And, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't a light bulb. So it wasn't like a steady light that was just emanating light. It was just an orange spot in the middle of blackness. And it, looked like it was coming towards us and my friend and I looked at each other. We're like, Oh shit. And we booked it out of the cemetery. We don't know what it was. We don't know if it was a person with some kind of light thing in their hand. Right. But to us, it was like a ghost or a spirit. Yeah. You don't need much us. more reason to peace out. Yeah. And that was, that was good enough for me to get the hell out of there. Right. And um, so there's that. And then, you know, just your typical childhood bedtime scare type stuff. Like um, shortly after my sister passed away, I remember, I remember laying in my bed and I had a nightlight, but at the foot of my bed was where my closet was. So like at the foot of the bed, there's a little space and there's a closet door. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And I could see into my closet the door was open and I remember seeing like, you know how some closets have like that upper shelf that's like above everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing up there like two glowing eyes Ooh. and, and they were, they were red. So there's a theme, they were red and I still can't explain what they were. There was nothing in my closet. And like to this day, I still think I was like, what the hell even was that? Right. You know, and I, I feel, and the reason why I mentioned, you know, this was a couple of years after my sister passed away is because I remember for some reason, I remember her in that moment. So I don't know if they're related, I guess you could say, Right. Um, you know, obviously she's passed away at this point. She's, but for some reason, seeing that gives me a memory of her, and I don't, 
understand why. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it depends. Strange. It depends, I guess, uh, on who you are as a person and where your beliefs stand for something like that. But you know, I guess if there was to put meaning to something, it's uh, just because it's red eyes doesn't mean it's bad. It could have just been her. You know? Well, I mean, if my sister was just messing with me, then why the right. red eyes? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it definitely worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I still remember it. Um, right. But if she was trying to say something to me, I mean, can't you just like be an, a pleasant look? Right. Yeah. Can you just <laughs> drop, drop me a note next time? Let's yeah. not hang out in my closet. Just, you know, don't write stuff in blood on the wall or right, right. show those red eyes in my Use closet. A pen, at least. <laughs> definitely. Well, that's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, Ian, do you have any more stories before we before we sign off for the week? <coughs> so, guys, remember that time that Ian almost choked during recording a podcast? That was pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of our spooky talk. And make sure for this Halloween you guys are safe. Check your candy. All that good stuff. Um, I, I say that jokingly because that's not really a thing, but, right. um, you know, just be safe this Halloween. If you're going out and partying, make sure you get someone to drive for you. Um, and yeah, that's going to be it for this week, guys. We'll be back again next week. And, uh, thanks for listening guys. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to the player two podcast with Sean and Ian. You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at RNG streams. To keep up to date on new episodes, support the show, and submit ideas to discuss on future episodes. Music by Aaron Lennon. Voiceover by Ian Scott. A special thanks to our guests and supporters that make this possible. <laughs>